Hi, Bates, and welcome back to the chat. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a continuation of part one, which is what is going on in the United States. Boom. And I'm here with my guest, Cameron. Hi. Again. Oh, thank you so much. And so what were we talking about before we left again? I'm so sorry. I just... I believe we just were... I can't remember what the hell we were talking about. Like, <laughs> like how other countries have Medicare for all and how it's so funny how, you know, we don't have these type of things available to us, yet we live in the quote, quote, land of the free home of the brave. Oh, yeah, you dreams come that. true, you know? Mm. Oh, my God. That's um, so true, T. Yeah, like, it's it's real. I mean, so many, I remember this country once upon a time was something where, like, it was a big symbol. Right. People that were, you know, from third world countries and everything like that. Oh, my gosh. Like, I can't wait to get over to that country. It's going to be. I mean, people that would work for less than minimum wage, just the thought of being over here, they knew regardless, my dreams are going to come true. I know I'm going to have it much, much better than I did living in the country that I'm from. And it's like now you fast forward some years and we're in 2020 and you think that it would be called evolution, but it feels like a bad mutation. Like it really does. I just seen a good thumbnail. <laughs> like it really does. Um, I like I said again. I I'm not um, politically correct, not as well as you are because you are into politics. But as I said before, you don't have to be completely into politics to have common sense. Exactly. You know, and and sometimes you're not always gonna say the most factual thing like as long as you go behind yourself and you know yeah. clean it up that's why i would say clean it up because right. i don't know right and that's why you that. hear as far as like to hey you need to go into detail about this or what well, actually the actual correct information is this this and this mm-hmm. so but um but yeah like i like i like we were saying um it's just hopefully we are taken out of this situation of pandemonium and we actually can recover from it. But hopefully when I say it, say it, that this is a lesson, I mean a lesson as in being prepared. And um, speaking on being prepared and the coronavirus, um, I've just recently seen a video, it was on Facebook or Something And I guess somebody in one of these detention centers, which is like, you know, ICE, you know, the fuckers who come around and take people that's in America illegally. Mm. They uh, they were in these detention centers and apparently they were very worried about whether this one person had been contaminated with. Coronavirus because they said it's been a week since they don't seen her since they haven't seen her. They said she was sick. They tested her for the flu and it was negative. Mm. 
And when you think of like this big ass detention center, like everybody is stock packed together. Like, have you seen those videos like of these basically fucking detention no, camps? No, but like, I, can, I can imagine. And that I won't. I say I won't be surprised if she is no longer here. I say that because I can imagine like a detention camp, like detention for delinquents, for people who were considered bad. So they don't care. They don't care. You know that. I mean, and I'm I'm not speaking for my personal opinion, but I'm speaking for what most people that hold detention camps or detentional facilities and stuff like that. Uh, they bad anyway. I think so. that most of the time we miss the big picture trying to do detailed cleaning. You get what I'm saying? We, If you don't understand what I say by that, let me break it down. We all are humans. Yeah. We all looking at it like, they're illegal. They're not supposed to be here anyway. First of all, I just want to say, have you taken the hundred question tests that citizens have to, that people have to take before they even come over here? Most of the questions, I can only get 12 mm-hmm. of them right. Yeah. They ask, who's the president? Obviously, everybody knows that. Who's the speaker of the house? Obviously, everybody knows that. Then they go off, what's the capital? Blah, blah, blah. What's mm-hmm. this? What's that? I, I, the questions on there alone is enough to just blow your mind. But you know what's also funny about that situation on how America... America's leaders run as far as what the things that you have to do in order to get citizenship here. It's so funny that you have all these rules. So for rich people, it's just like, give me your money. Well, I wasn't even going to say that. I was going to say you have all these rules for someone to become a citizen, but yet you can go over to a land and take their gold or you can take their soil or Their resources, they don't have a million questions for you before you can take their resources and you just take it go. But yet you have all these rules and regulations on what they have to abide by and what they have to pass in order to become a citizen and live here. But yet you can go over to their country, their native country, and take whatever you want because, because you want to. I just find that very funny. I find that very... um. Teeful. Yeah. I find it very teeful. Very narcissistic. Um, mm. Big word. Because, like, the fact that you have such this air about you, like, I can do whatever I want to because I can. You know, you're just a third world country or your country doesn't matter. So you have very important resources that can help me. So I'm just going to take from you. And that's the end of the conversation. And that's it. You know, I just well, find that, that ain't the fucking case at all. Right. I just find that very, not. I just very narcissistic, like a very, very, that's, that's really crazy. That, that, that is irony. The fact that. You have all these questions and processes in order to become a citizen here, but you, in order to come over here, period, but you can go over to another country and just take stuff that don't even belong to you, but just <coughs> because, 
I just find that that is it's like, fucking wow. hilarious. Speaking of regulations and taking, we're going to get on the subject of the stimulus bill. <laughs> I'm down for it. So, um, I'm sorry, were you? No, you can go ahead. I was just going to say, so I have just been updated by Jay. Uh, I actually, the last I heard of the stimulus package, which I'm so happy that they have decided to finally go through with it. And um, it's supposed, supposedly it's supposed to be to us within three weeks. And it's not like a, oh my God, this is so great. It's a one-time check for, I believe, like what? a thousand to either a thousand or and that's the thing. something like that. Nobody that's, knows like really like the exact amount of That's the that update that you gave me. I, the first, when I heard it, uh, the receipt I saw it said every individual, every grown individual was supposed to receive twelve hundred dollars, and every child five hundred in the house. Would you? Right. Mm-hmm. So a family of three can receive up to like around three thousand or so, something like that. Um, but now you're telling me it can be anywhere from a thousand. I was to thinking a thousand. F- yeah. So were you thinking? Well, that's there, just that for one saw? person. That's just for one person. Like I know we keep because everybody keeps battling between like the numbers. I just say it's just a thousand to a thousand four hundred dollars on that. So everybody's the, babbling in between that. Okay, so based on the information that you have mm-hmm. researched, yeah, it's between a thousand and fourteen hundred. Yeah. Okay. So um, I definitely did that research on that. Like I hate to give like false numbers and stuff. That's why. I, looked up for the coronavirus. I can only look up so much because I feel like a lot of this stuff isn't like documented right away. So we're going to say it like this. So based upon your research statistically, based upon the research, the stimulus package is between $1,000 and $1,400. Right. And that's just for a single person. Right. Per person. So And they were having to work out some of the deals of where with people of that live off their social security to where they can actually you know, get this check as well because it's, they're already living paycheck to paycheck. So you asked me what I feel about this. How do you feel package? about the stimulus bill giving so much money away to the big corporation companies and not helping out the small businesses and the working people of America? Well, on that aspect of it, okay, so it's two different opinions. So from that aspect, the fact that they're giving like way this more, is a one-time check, by the way. They giving way more to the big corporations versus the small business and the working family um, because the corporations would be okay, and they're giving away some of the money to companies that don't need the money. So that's my opinion about it. Amazon does like not need to be alive. End of the day, it should the focus should be again on the working people and for the businesses that have to take out bigger loans now because of this pandemic. And who are now for those who probably wasn't in debt and was afloat are now in debt mm-hmm. because of this situation. You know, I feel like it's it's a lot. You know, I feel like with this whole situation that's going on, we have enough debt to deal with. We have enough student loan debt. Enough that that debt alone is enough debt for this whole country. But um, I do believe. As if it wasn't already hard enough before this situation happened to the working family, I do feel that they should they should come. I feel like on that 
this big spectrum that should be it, we should have something a little better. It should have been end, for people and small businesses. From that end, we should have had something better. Now, from the other end, I will say that I am grateful. Um, I say that because at least once we get our money, at least we can say that is like twelve hundred that I didn't have before. Yes, because based on how we live and everything, like you know, we we know how to make a thousand. We know how to make five hundred. We know how to make a hundred dollars stretch. You know what I'm saying? So oh, we do it. Yeah. So I'm saying like on on another end of it, I really am grateful because when this first came out and when everybody was panicked and how they were saying like this whole country about to shut down and jobs, people being laid off and all this, that, and the third, I really thought to myself, I automatically went to, oh shit, like how are we going to pay rent? You know what I'm saying? It's not like they going to say, well, you don't have to pay rent no more. Like rent is still due. You know what I'm saying? So how are we going to pay our definitely one of those type of things where they're expecting a lot of American people to just pull out their ass like we just have it on hold or in our savings. Accounts. I mean, but like, how are you going to pull it out your ass? There's no more shit in there. Like I have been wiped not clean. A shit, honey, not a shit. I have been wiped clean. There's nothing else. But I'm just saying like and, and that's another thing like when you. You also have to take into consideration that this is just one disaster. You know, this is just one catastrophe. You're not even taking into consideration about some of the working families that were laid off before this or that had to quit their job. In my case, had to quit their jobs due to a, a, a health risk. You know what I'm saying? And and we was hard. So screwed had I stayed at fucking DSW. Just now, we would have been so screwed, right? I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you decided like to do what was best for the team and actually go back, so you can, you know, make. You know what I'm saying? Because if and I say what, what, stop, wait, yeah, okay. I was just asking. Like, like, yeah. I was, I was not this nigga to be embarrassed about. No, I mean, multiple people have been laid off. So, right. I mean, it's not even a big deal. Well, it is a big deal, but um, I had to clear that up, honey, because you know, bitch, if you're ready. So, in that situation, I just I do want to start from the beginning. So, in the beginning of our relationship, I was working at Geico and I was working at Taco Bell making a big And I was, um, my salary was a very, very great one. Um, that's why I so you made salary. I mean, salaries and what I made per hour was really good. Oh, okay. Um, which is why I moved over here. Cause I was like, at this point, you know, I'm in a financial state where I can, you know, kind of upgrade a little bit. I went from a one bedroom studio apartment to, a complete two bedroom, two bathroom, sunroom, full kitchen, full dining room, living room. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I could afford that, you know. Um, but a health issue came on due to the job that I was doing, and 
I thought it was in my best interest for the sake of my well-being to resign. And I did that. And the stroke that's when the struggle became real. And you know, I want I know this is your podcast, but I do want to take the time to say again, thank you for not like thank you for sticking it out with me because you could have decided to just move on, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just that's just true to you. That's just keeping it real. But um the struggle became real and you know it was the point that I was unemployed completely um in just the beginning of this year I got rehired back in my old job which was DSW and this situation happened and just recently been temporarily laid off but I said all that to say what about us that had problems before this pandemic happened you know stuff that you couldn't really necessarily control it wasn't like I said Hey, I'm I'm finna quit this good paying job because I don't feel like going on more because I'm lazy or you know I just rather sell my body and say you know what I'm saying it's, it wasn't anything like that you know when you get to a place where your mental is playing tricks on you or you feel like you're mentally incapacitated and you feel like giving up on yourself and what I mean by that is life you know you have to take certain next steps even if that means making a financial sacrifice for your well-being. And that's what I decided to do. And that lady said, don't take unnecessary risk. But this, boom. Right. And I didn't take an unnecessary risk, um, which is why, you know what I'm saying? Like, even though we are, you know, kind of scraping to stay afloat, but mentally, you no know, eggs when they get stuck at the bottom of the pan. That's kind of what we're doing. <laughs> but I will say, and you can chime in on this too. I I will say that mentally, I'm very much more healthy than I was, and that's a great thing. Yeah. Just babysitting. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is the last thing on the list, though. We ain't got to that yet. Ooh. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> It is currently 4.38 in the morning. You need to be in bed. You need to be in bed. I'm not the one that got to go to work. Please mind your business today or whatever. Thank you. Um. So... Speaking of healing, sexual healing, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Speaking of healing, a pastor was warned not to open his church, but he's insistent on using on doing it anyway. Now they say that, well, from what I've seen, from what they seen, from what they've said, honey, that he has like a congregation of 500 people or some shit, and they're able to sit six feet away from each other, which is hard to believe, but I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. What do you know? What do you think about that? Because the cops have warned him how uh, how dangerous it could be with a congregation that big. Mm-hmm. Well, first, I want to go into detail the last thing. Um, what you let me hear the reporter um, quote him on 
when he tried to quote a scripture saying how you're you not forsake a keep gathering of us or some shit like that. Gathering of God's people. And for me, it that was another disappointing moment um, for me because I feel like there's someone that is trying to reach too deep, like trying to reach too much. You're not, I think you're not a dig as well. It's right. Like, like you're not dig. reaching for the right thing is what I'm saying. Like you're you know, sitting Anna. here, you are trying to interpret something that is not meant to be interpreted in that way. And faith no starts one, in the body exactly. first and ends there as well. And my whole thing is this, <clears throat> that scripture that he tried to to reach for it, he couldn't reach it. He ended up fit falling in the hole. He couldn't re- he didn't grab it. It was a dig. He didn't grab it. He tried to reach for it, but he didn't grab it. Um the situation in that verse, and I don't know exactly what book it comes from. I'm not really completely familiar with the whole entire um scripture. No, definitely not. That particular <laughs> um that particular um passage, but in what he, what he was quoted. As far as you can't keep um, children of God, like you can't keep them not gathered. For me, you do realize if you are a spiritual person, there is more than one way to gather a congregation. Yeah, you can. You can, con- can, you can congregate church. exactly, and that's what I was going to bring up. There are plenty of churches, including mine, that are gathering virtually. That are gathering by phone calls. You do realize that they also have numbers and confirmation pin numbers where you can conference in to a call and you can gather like that. So to put your congregation's life at risk by saying by making someone right, by making someone feel like they have to be obligated. Or else they're going against the leader of the church. I just feel like that that's shame on you, Pastor, because that's not what that scripture was saying. Like I said, there's more than one way to gather. And the fact, like, like again, you don't have to physically see each other. Again, prayer is just good enough. Again, that is very, very, very crazy disrespectful, inconsiderate, and irresponsible for a leader of a church to even make that statement. A leader of the church would have been thinking about my congregation needs to be protected. I'm not saying I don't have faith that we'll be shielded from this, but what I'm saying is God also gave me common sense to know that this thing is lethal that's going on. So therefore, I need to do what I need to do for the sake and the lives of my congregation. I need to get them safe. So I need to think of other ways that we can still have church and still congregate and still fellowship, which, as I said again, you have you have where you have, have so places older people you have ways where you can call into a number and conference in. I don't know how many people can hold the call, but it's quite a few people. It's been done before. You have virtual platforms that you can go live, 
that you can have a whole sermon. You have YouTube, you have Facebook. So there's really no reason why you should, why you have the necessary need to make someone feel bad or feel as if they are feeling um, by testing, quote unquote, testing their faith by going into your church. Like mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. People feeling to like me. they have to answer to a human. That's regardless answers. You sound that's really crazy. I'm not gonna say you sound retarded, but you really sound crazy. But it ain't even it's 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 to most people, it's not even the fact that you're answering to a human, but the thing about it, and I know that we kind of have different opinions when it comes to religion and everything like that, but certain people from not just tradition, but from how they've been taught and everything, it's just kind of like it's a certain type of reverence that some people have for pastors and leaders of the church. So certain things that they say make a great influence on the decisions that the people love that make that church make. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes pastors, ministers, certain things that they do say can make someone feel like, dang, maybe they right. Maybe they can make them question their decision making. You know what I'm saying? So being the fact that you know you have that impact, that influence, instead you're going to use that influence to, that could potentially cause somebody to become infected and later on die because you weren't using your head what you was thinking about was that collection plate. That's what you was thinking oh, about. Oh shit! I ain't even say nothing about that. That was stirring up, stirring up in my head. I ain't even say shit. That's like, what you were thinking about. Oh, I need my congregation. That's, that's my job right here. Right. I need my money. Mm. Okay, but when you think about it, like and then you didn't possess top. any other skill. That where I go back to, you could have still. They could have still tied. There are still ways for you all that don't know. My church does it. You can ties used to mean you can tithe. You can still tithe virtually. You can tithe virtually. Yeah, you can get a send a cash app. And that's what you can do at my church. Twenty dollars. You heard me. You can send a cash app. Yes. See, y'all y'all the shit at child church. You can do all that, like, you know, but again, like I said before, it ain't even, and and how my pastor does it, it's not about, you know, making you feel so poor. It's not a 10% type of thing. People always say get 10% of your money. Well, technically that, based on this type of belief system, it is supposed to be 10. Is what I'm going to ask you. Yes. I do try to give 10% when I'm able to. If I'm living paycheck, there ain't no way I'm giving somebody 10%. But no, but but that's what I'm saying. If I'm able to, I will. Because I can read and fucking write. And that's the thing, but like, but that's that's a whole nother subject. But like I said again, that's one thing that I appreciate about my church is that they don't make you feel like you're going to hell if you don't give this Sunday. It's not about how who can give the the most so you can be congratulated and awarded and everybody can look at you like that oh, money is really you. just keep the building open and put a little money in a in the pastor pocket. But a lot of the churches are very 
corrupt. So I mean, right. it, it doesn't surprise me at all. Right, but again, but that goes back to, and again, this is for you as far as why it's so important for some people to, um, and when I say some, I mean for those that are ignorant of it, to make sure that your reverence is going towards what God is given to this leader and not the actual leader themselves. Because when you become attached like in that way to that leader, they have so much effect and so much empowerment that basically they can have you sinning right there in the church and you don't even know it. And that's why it's so crucial to be spiritual and take that spiritual journey yourself. It's not based upon just what just going to church and just doing what the pastor says and just going by what he just said. You have to know it for yourself. And that's why I hope, that's why in our situation, I don't, what did you say? I got a minute. No, dude. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say, that's why I don't try to pressure my belief system onto you. If anything, now, pressure and encouragement. Right. Pressure and encouragement are two different things. I definitely would encourage you, you know what I'm saying, We're to gonna try have this it. conversation off yeah. camera. Okay. So you tell me to be quiet. Okay. No, I didn't. I was just going to say, like, I like to show by actions that is more than one way to look at the situation. But like you said, we'll talk about it later. But that's what I, on this subject about somebody persuading somebody to come in and risk their lives i think is absurd but thank you so much for watching don't forget to like and subscribe and we will be back soon love you (laughs) deuces